0: Hello everybody, Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody, and
1: welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Feel, and I've got with me today, Dr. Megan Duncan, Megan, tell us a little bit about your academic journey and how it's led you to where you're at today.
2: Sure. Yeah, I've got a pretty long story with that, I think. And when I think about how old I am, actually, it feels even longer. I think like we all feel like that, right? It was so long ago when I started this journey. So I started uh, as a personal trainer, if I go all the way back to it, um, started as a personal trainer and uh, I was terrible at it because it's commission based and I'm, I'm not a salesperson for that like I think many of us are and that's one of our problems in PT right that we have a hard time charging people we're charging them and that was, I was like that from the get go so I think I was a natural fit here in physical therapy but Um, I was personal training. I wasn't doing well with it. It it all was very shallow and superficial. And um, I was young then. I didn't even know what physical therapy was because I wasn't necessarily an athlete growing up um, that had any injuries or anything like that. And then when I found out what physical therapy was, because my dad happened to be going um, for a burn at the time, I I went with him and I was like, wow, this is like personal training, but it matters. Like people are walking for the first time and people are getting better and their quality of lives matter instead of wanting to look better in a bikini, which was kind of my setting, working at like a meathead gym as a personal trainer. Right. Um, so I immediately changed my major from business at the time into physical therapy. My grades weren't really strong enough to consider going on for PT right at that moment. So I did PTA um, as well as just finances and things at the point I was out in life. So I went to school for, to be a physical therapist assistant at Kankakee community college in Illinois Um, And then I graduated, I found myself in a clinic that was fantastic that I really loved. And I had really good support from the people around me and my husband to push me to going back for PT. And I felt like uh, not a lot of people get to wake up and do what they love every day. And I felt like that was me. And if I felt that way, that is a good enough reason to go all the way and get like the terminal degree or as high as I can go with it. So then I went to PT school at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, I had explored bridge programs and everything like that, but I decided I really wanted to just get thrown all the way in in a traditional program so I could be full time with other students that were learning full time. Um, And I am happy with that decision. It was great. I graduated in 2020, um, which came with many challenges, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then here I am now.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely a, a winding journey. I love hearing people's stories because, uh, you know, uh, I was pretty non-traditional, right? I was English major to PT, so that wasn't a straight straight and narrow. But I love the fact that you chose to actually immerse yourself from the get-go and just start over and learn all the things and be full-time. Uh, obviously, timing was tough, right, like you said, with 2020 and, and COVID and all, but like now you've got a very interesting perspective because you have the PTA background, you have the, the PT background, and you're using it in a very cool way too, uh, working with NPT Final Frontiers. So tell us a little bit uh, about that. First, let's start with the PTA aspect. Let's dive into that uh, because I know that NPT Final Frontier offers great programming for PTAs. so let's let's mm-hmm. talk about your involvement there.
2: Yeah, so when I joined Final Frontier, it was... Primarily a PT program. We had a PTA niche for it, but we weren't necessarily marketing strongly to physical therapist assistants. We had a little ways to go in tailoring it to be what PTAs need um, instead of just a cut down version of what we teach for PTs. So when I joined Final Frontier and uh, is always a good business strategy, like you make a niche for yourself, right? I knew that I wanted to be involved with that company. Um, I knew from my experience as a student with them that this was like a genuine company that I could go far with. Having the experience that I had, I don't even know who, which of us had mentioned it first, but it seemed natural that I would kind of go into that route with Final Frontier. Myself and a couple other team members really developed the PTA branch of Final Frontier. So I lead that PTA branch now, develops PTA-specific classes for it, a PTA-specific timetable and readings, um, and hosts a PTA mega-review. And we've really tailored it into PTA-specific and PT-specific. And what I love about F- at Final Frontier and uh, the experience that I have in the field, I love the relationship between PTs and PTAs. And I, I think it's so important that we learn together and work together because there's so much more overlap than people realize that there is. PTs need to know that as well as PTAs because we don't want to underestimate our PTAs in the clinic and I don't want my PTAs to underestimate themselves either. In Final Frontier, we do have classes where those students are together, and then we have split classes where we're teaching things that are more specific to PT and PTA. So I've made kind of this niche for myself in Final Frontier and developing the PTA program, um, and then that serving a community that is less served with board prep, because most programs are tailoring a little bit more to PT, so.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, Pretty nice. Again, the the biggest reason I love Final Frontier is, you know, obviously I love the group. I love the, all the people involved, but it's something that I wish that I had when I went through PT school, right? I, I had gone through PT school back when it was a master's program. So I was, you know, in the dinosaur ages, but I, I struggled uh, with test taking and, and you know, with my board exam, it took me a handful of times and I didn't know it at the time, but now I, I'm been diagnosed with ADHD recently. So now looking back, it makes a ton of sense. I really wished that there was a program that I could kind of get the help that I needed to take the the board exam and prep and get ready for it. Other than just like, here's a book, read it, learn it, take some practice tests, you know, like that, that wasn't cutting it for me. That wasn't doing it for mm-hmm. me. And so now the fact that there, there is that, you know, out there, but also there's a PTA version as well. You know, that's, phenomenal because it really does need that tailoring a little bit because it is a little bit different world, right? I, I, and I love the overlap and the fact that you bring them together, but also the fact that, you know, all right, now we got to go do our stuff too. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the PTA prep, test prep stuff and, and, you know, what that looks like.
2: Yeah, so similar to our PTA branch, my PT branch of Final Frontier, um, the PTA branch and the PTA program is a fully inclusive board preps program. So we have a timetable, which includes daily readings. And, and really, when I was a student, that's what I think, like you said, I loved about, fin- I love about Final Frontier that I didn't have actually when I studied at the PTA. Because I took my PTA board and, uh, gosh, 2016 and i think that we might have had like an on-site review or something but i went page by page through a review book because i just didn't know that there was anything out there so there probably was some other things but like our program didn't really expose us to those things and i just went page by page through and i made it through the exam but i was miserable but what i needed more i think with just more adult responsibilities going to PT school because I was an adult, a homeowner and stuff like that when I went for PT school um, and life and working. I really needed more structure um, and I needed to know what do I do when I wake up every day. So what I love for Final Frontier is that we have this timetable where every day students open the timetable and they know what they're reading that day. They know if they have a class that day, if they need to take a practice exam and when. So every single day we've got readings for the students to do and review we have assignments along the way we have a full length practice exam for PTAs and final frontier and we have a mini exam that's 50 questions. Um, we include uh, over 30 lectures for PTAs that are overlap PT PTA and PTA specific lectures. We have a boot camp class, that's a four hour, four to five hour, I always talked for too long, so it runs a little bit long, but a boot camp, that's a final prep, like final push right before the exam. Um, And we have the great team of everyone in Final Frontier, including support through email, support through our Facebook groups, the team of people that are always around to answer questions. Um, And I think that that community aspect of it really sets us apart and is why I love what we do so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, the community aspect is huge, right? I mean, even beyond the exam, like it's nice to have a support group and people that you went through it with, and then people you can rely on and ask questions for, and, you know, talk about life in general and your career even, right? So you kind of wear a lot of hats at NPT Final Frontier. Tell us a little bit about your involvement there beyond just the PT stuff, because you do a bunch over there. So tell us about it.
2: Sure. Yeah. I was just saying when I add it up in my head and I think about all the things I do, it sounds like a lot more than it feels like I do, because it's all similar. And I love I love doing all of it, but it is pretty different roles. So um, the most exciting thing right now that I'm working on is presenting at CS this year on behalf of some research and data collection that we've done awesome. um, in Final Frontier. We're in a nice position where we communicate with and have a relationship with a thousand students in a year, maybe more. So we can collect data and survey surveys from the students. So I am presenting on predictors of, of success associated with first time pass rates for students on the board exam at CSM this year as a platform presentation. So I am very excited to do that. And uh, yeah, I participate in research with Final Frontier. So we support all of our all of our team members that would like to pursue, pursue research. Um, and I help out with a few different people's research studies and not bit the bullet to lead my own yet, but I think I will be doing that soon. Um, one of the other things that I do in Final Frontier that is very exciting growing right now is our curriculum integration program. And I do that for PT and PTA programs. I kind of uh, I steal most of the PTA programs since that's where most of my investment is. But our curriculum integration program is something that we run with different PTA and PT programs where we integrate our board prep program into their program and where their students are at currently. So most of our programs are integrating this when their students are in maybe their final or their second to last clinical rotation where they're starting to think about board exam, they're getting prepared to graduate and then sit for the board exam. And we integrate this by using everything that we have in Final Frontier, but developing it with the program, a lot of back and forth communication to make a tailored specific schedule for their students. So if they have a, a spring break that they need the students to be off, we create a schedule that they have a break during spring break. Um, in that the students get everything that we have to offer in Final Frontier, but on a schedule that suits them for where they're at in school, whether that's being actively in class or in clinicals, And we also do one-on-one sessions with the students or one instructor with the one program. I run most of those where I meet with the students about once a week to go over key content areas from what they've been studying and for them to really have the opportunity to ask questions and like keep themselves accountable in studying for the board exam. And we've had great pass rates for that. We've had a lot of programs have improved pass rates up to 19 or 20% when they integrate this curriculum integration. Um, And I love it because I get to work with so many more students this way um, versus any one-on-one tutoring. I get to hear a lot of great success stories from all over the country.
1: That's awesome. Well, speaking of success stories and and getting to interact with all these students, I kind of get the vibe and, and the direction that this is going in. But like, you know, you went from personal trainer to PTA to PT and now, you know, doing a ton of stuff with the NPT Final Frontier Group. Like, what was your why behind this? Like, what was your why for getting involved with something over and above just a clock out and clock your clocking clock out nine to five physical therapist? Like, tell us about that why.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I I don't know if you ever saw yourself doing what you're doing now, maybe <laughs> um, in education, right? But I don't think I found myself in a lot of places in physical therapy that I didn't ever expect to go. Yeah. Like, teaching was never on my radar. And I think I felt very inspired by Final Frontier for a lot of reasons that I'll talk about. But being in a teaching niche now is surprising to me, but also surprising how much I love it. Um, Other initiatives, I've been in pelvic floor physical therapy. Like I didn't ever really think I'd be into pelvic floor PT. And I found myself in that. And now I'm here. Um, And I have a lot of why's like we all do for why physical therapy, right? I love helping people. I love human connection and all of that. But going to why Final Frontier for me, and then I think my why with why I chose Final Frontier and almost didn't even care what I would be doing with Final Frontier is kind of how I've led into more of this teaching role. Um, so as when I graduated as a PTA, like I said, just page by page studying through a book, um, me and some of my classmates would meet sometimes, but that was about as much as I had. Yeah. And then studying for the board exam for physical therapy. And actually I'll, I'll, I'll get a little personal and telling a little bit more before I go into my board exam the year before 2020, and I don't need to tell anybody how bad 2020 was. So if you had a bad 2019, 2020 probably really sucked right, for you. Right,
1: right, right.
2: Um, and I had a bad 2019. So my 2019, I was in PT school. And of all the things that I love about PT, it does draw people that tend to be um, a little higher stress and things like that. So like the pressure of the field, I think, can really weigh on people. So when I was a PTA student, I had a clinical rotation at a really great clinic. That's the clinic that I said I ended up working at that inspired me. And these people pushed me to go back for PT. In 2019, I was living in Las Vegas going to UNLV. I got a call from someone at that clinic informing me that my previous CI and a really strong connection that I had at that program or at that clinic had, had committed suicide. So that was a struggle for me. And he yeah. was like everything that I ever wanted to be in physical therapy. He was an OCS. He was a CI. He taught me so much of what I knew um, and just a really, really important influence on me. So I went home, went to the funeral. Didn't have a great couple months after that. Just sure. feeling like um, you see someone that, like you could, you could have seen it being yourself, you know? So I struggled with that. A couple months go by um, in October of 2019 one of my good friends in PT school killed himself. So mm. I had not recovered from that. And that was October, 2019. So 2020 was coming up around the corner. Yeah. Um, Struggled with that again, because now versus seeing someone that was in my future and who I thought I could be, now I saw somebody that was me. Like we yeah. were in the same program. We were at the same time. We did the same things. We both like paddle boarding. Like it just mm-hmm. seemed like so many parallels. And I struggled with that a lot. Like. Why this person? Why not me? Why am I making it? And this person couldn't, you know? So I had a lot of personal issues in 2019, getting through those things. Fortunately, I sought therapy and and strengthened myself a little bit going forward into 2020. Um, But my program went through a lot, um, being DPT students graduating in 2020. Also living in Las Vegas, we had October 1 happen. So we had some students that had attended that. And it was just our program really went through a lot.
1: And now for a quick shout out to our newest sponsor, Varela Financial. If you're a physical therapist and you have student loan debt, you gotta talk to these guys. What makes them unique is that they view financial planning like running hurdles on a track. And for PTs, the first hurdle many of us run into is student loan debt. Varela Financial will help you get over that hurdle. They not only take the time to explain to you which plans you individually qualify for and how those plans work, but they also take the time to show you what your individual case looks like, mapped out within each option. So, if you're looking for help on your student loan debt or any area of personal finances, we recommend working with them. I use Varela Financial personally, and they were able to help me lower my student loan repayment from about $1,800 a month down to about $135 per month simply by finding the right repayment plan that best fit me, my family, and our life goals. You can check them out at varelafinancial.com link is in the show notes if you need it for reference and tell them the HET podcast crew sent you. And now back to the show.
2: So fast forward to 2020, March, 2020, we get pulled out of clinicals um, like most programs probably were. And uh, my program, I think it I think all programs were just struggling with how to support students at that time. And students were so isolated from each other. It was such a different experience from studying for my PTA board exam, because like I said, we could meet together and study. Um, And we stayed pretty closely connected because it was a really small class as PTA classes usually are. Um, So I'm studying for the board exam in 2020. I'm supposed to sit for the board exam in April of 2020. Uh, It gets canceled, it gets rescheduled, canceled, rescheduled, canceled, rescheduled. ProMetric centers are closed. FSBPT is not answering the phone. Yeah. So all of that. Um, I had signed up with Final Frontier prior to that, just from recommendations from class members above me. So i had been with Final Frontier on track to take the April exam. And, you know, March, April are here, feeling very isolated. Just all of the things that we're all struggling with with 2020. And I'm not in a lot of contact with the other people in my program. My husband's there with me, but he just, like, cannot really... Um, grasp what it's like to be studying for a yeah. high stakes exam like that right. if he hasn't taken a professional exam. So as much as he wanted to support, I just felt so alone. Yeah. Um, and Final Frontier was the only resource that I felt or the only outlet that I felt like was acknowledging me and acknowledging my feelings about that as people that could understand what that could be like. And Final Frontier was the most incredibly helpful um, space to be in. Like aside from just the people the community and just attending those classes and every class they would come on screen and say here's what we know here's what we don't know we know that you're feeling like this let's talk about it and it just felt like the only place that i had had maybe in a couple of years where people were like asking about how we were feeling in such a difficult yeah. time because not knowing when you were going to take the board exam that's like a whole other level of yeah. difficulty compared to just the struggle of studying for it yeah so i took the board exam finally um, at the end of May in 2020, I I did very well on it for my first attempt, which was great because I felt completely off, off the rails, you yeah. know, um, did really well on it. And I reached out for, to Final Frontier to let them know that like they had like really helped me make it through that in so many different ways, like personally and academically and just all of the things that I had been through recently and just the other struggles of 2020 that we were all going through. And I just told them I would like to be involved in whatever way possible. So that started with doing some one-on-one tutoring and then kind of carving out this PTA niche and progressing from there. So I have a really, really deep emotional connection with Final Mm -hmm. Frontier because of that. Um, And for the rest of my life, I'll never forget just feeling like I had support through, I don't think I ever thought I could feel support through like a zoom meeting like that, you know, because the human connection part of life yeah. was the only kind of connection I'd ever really had before that. I'm not a big technology person. I didn't really do like zoom calls a lot during COVID or anything like that. I never thought that I could feel so much through a computer screen. And there were times that like I cried during class because I it just made me so happy to feel like recognized for what I was going through.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that that personal journey and, and what a wild one it was. I mean, kudos to you for for just persevering, and getting through it because uh, you know, I I I started teaching right at 2020. So it was uh, I was coming into wild times and same thing. We were kind of figuring it out on the move, you know. And so it was it was a time, that's for sure. Uh definitely glad it's in our, our rearview mirror at this point, but um Tell us a little bit about uh, your future. What do you what do you see happening in the future? Where do you see yourself going? Uh, where do you see Final Frontier going? What 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 do you have coming down the pipeline?
2: Yeah, I see our curriculum integration with Final Frontier really growing. And Final Frontier, I think, uh, you know, it's always nice to hear our sponsorship on your podcast and just kind of spreading our arms and spreading our reach to everywhere that we can. And I think that Uh, you and our company and a lot of other great people in this field have a common goal of just trying to identify what things are wrong that we can fix in physical therapy and Final Frontier is so open to exploring any of those avenues. I'm always kind of surprised when I hear what other things we're getting involved in um, from conferences that we're attending all around the world um, to different people that we're connecting with and different avenues we're going down. So I think right now The curriculum integration is growing with Final Frontier. Of course, that's the academic component of it. I hope to see, and I'm sure that we're going to see us kind of spreading our wings into other areas as well. We have an athletic trainer program now that we host more as like a study bundle program where students can study for that independently. And I don't know, I just think everything will be exciting with Final Frontier. I never really know what's coming next because I feel like... uh, some people always have things in the works. Yeah. I've got some of my own ideas and I know that the company supports anybody bringing any ideas to the table. So um, CSM is always a good time that we kind of round table and talk about those yeah. things. So I look forward to that. Awesome. Um, for me personally, I, you know, I never really thought I'd find myself in this teaching niche, but mm-hmm. I love it so much. And uh, I think I'm starting to consider in my long-term plan that that would be something that I would be more more involved with and getting into more. But I don't really want to be out of clinical practice either. So it really is yeah. kind of a, a catch-22 there for me. So I am considering getting my DCS um, and starting maybe as an adjunct professor somewhere as I do that and getting more into working with a program. And then I am also out here in Arkansas now and just kind of getting my feet on the ground, getting started with a cash pay practice out here. Um, and, and that I have a lot of things to figure out yet, but I think that... Um, I have been in the field for a long time, uh, or to me, it feels long, like 11 years or so. Um, And I've done a lot of niches. Like I said, I've worked in a lot of outpatient clinics, uh, and I've kind of realized that I think cash pay is the way that I would like to go. So I don't want to be out of clinical practice. I think I'll probably continue to do some kind of patient care in that uh, as I move more into education, maybe. But I know, I think for sure... I never like to say anything for sure. I really don't see me ever leaving Final Frontier. And I hope that they hear this and they know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going anywhere. So as much as I can give to Final Frontier, I know that they, they give back to me and will um, accommodate for anything else I explore in the future.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I will say this. Academia has tons of avenues and opportunities. And you can teach as much or as little as you want. I still try to keep, you know, my my mobile practice alive a little bit uh, just so that I can keep my hands, you know, fresh and, and you know, my skill sets up. And I think it's important to kind of show the students that like, hey, you know, I'm still practicing, like, you know, I'm still in the trenches trying to figure it out. Obviously, a lot more of my stuff nowadays has kind of transitioned more toward the business aspect of things and, you know, trying to help uh, people see how they can leverage their degrees and their skill sets and their backgrounds. So. I still love teaching, right? I, I currently now I'm only teaching the business and admin course. Uh, now I teach teachers how to teach, right, and and students how to learn. So that's a whole new journey, uh, but uh, it's luckily it's using my EDD, which I, I really enjoyed, to now you know help show like best practices in teaching and learning, which is fun for me too. So. I never thought I'd be teaching, you know, and yet here I am, right. Mm Full-time in academia, you know, up to my knees in, in teaching and learning stuff. So like, you know, the good news for you, there's plenty of options. Like you could teach at a lab assist level. You could teach in an adjunct level, uh, you know, contributing faculty, you could do, you know, lead a whole course and just teach that one course and, you know, still do clinical on the side. And especially if you choose to do your own cash pay uh, practice, you have a lot of uh, leverage there too you know you have a lot of flexibility and and you can make the schedules work so like man the world is your oyster there is plenty of opportunity out there and i love to hear that i love to to see the direction you're heading so kudos to you again on on all that you've accomplished thus far and uh here's to the future and what's to come we do ask all of our guests this one final question and that question is if you could change one aspect of higher education whether it be dpt or otherwise What aspect would you change and how would you change it?
2: Yeah, I love this. Um, I look forward to answering this question and having this conversation when I can. Um, And coming from a personal level, I think that I'm as good to talk about this as anybody is. I think that we need more mental health incorporated into higher education Into all education, of course, but higher education is high stress and it's high pressure. And we're in this era now where like, uh, when you sat for your board exam, or when I sat for my PTA exam, no one was talking about test anxiety, nobody was talking about um, how your mental health plays just as much of a part as your content knowledge in passing or getting through a program or even performing well as a physical therapist. So I think that we need to incorporate a lot more mental health into these higher education programs. And I think that physical therapy really can use that. And even preparing students for burnout and preparing students for the real world and working in a nursing home and seeing patients pass away, like these things weigh on people and you need to, you need to prehab for it. Right. So I think that school is the perfect time to do that so that we can promise our students a longer career in the field. And we can promise that they're going to serve people better because they're serving themselves better. Yeah, that, so, is,
1: that is a huge take right there.
2: Yeah, um, and I think that uh, at UNLV and I think many schools do have some health services on campus. A lot of them include mental health. I think that mental health, just like physical therapy, should be more prehab and more preventative. And I think that students should be very much encouraged, if not inquired to have regular mental health sessions, because I don't think I've ever met a student that wouldn't love to vent about their stress and their anxiety about making it through their program or passing the next final exam. And not everyone is going to go make that appointment for themselves. It's one of the hardest things to do to make that appointment and show up for that first appointment for yourselves. And if we can get students to just go to one first appointment, it's going to be so much easier for them to have that open door to go follow up when they need it.
1: Whew, that's a big take right there. Um, I mean, again, like I said, me personally, I didn't realize I had ADHD back in the day when I took my board exam. And then even when I went through my my EDD and my dissertation, uh, I just knew that I struggled and I wasn't sure why. I figured there was something going on, but I, I was an English major, so I didn't think it was like reading comprehension or anything like that. I knew it wasn't dyslexia. I didn't have that, but I just I figured there was some sort of learning i'll call it a disability if something was going on i just knew i i couldn't put it all together uh, now in hindsight it makes total sense so like the test anxiety was a big one for me for a lot of reasons i don't want to relive the whole story but moral of the story is it took me a handful of times and the first couple times like after the first one i missed it by like a question so i was like oh i didn't even study that hard had i studied i would have been fine so next time i'll just take it i'll study more and i'll be better I'll i'll be fine Well, I studied more, I studied more aggressively and I wasn't fine. So I didn't pass it the second time. So now I'm freaking out and I'm making things so much worse and I'm, I'm getting anxious and nervous because there was a three strike rule back in the day where like certain States, if you didn't pass it within three times, you couldn't practice there. Um, That's kind of, morphing a little bit with with the new compact stuff. But moral of the story, I didn't pass it my third time. So my life was over. I couldn't practice in the state I wanted to practice in. And what am I going to do? Oh, what was me? There were so many options for me back then that I didn't know about, Uh, you know, that would have made things so much easier, way less stressful. Uh, Even, you know, getting treatment or looking into the testing anxiety. And I think that that's a big thing is and, and one of the things I love about Final Frontiers. is, they talk about the things that are more than just content, right? Like good sleep, good diet, good exercise, right? Stress management, mapping out your route to the the testing site, like all these things that like don't come directly with knowing the knowledge and the content, but like literal test taking skills.
2: And like yeah, prep- and we have We have a module on test anxiety, too, an independent module that we've developed with clinical psychologists to help students identify if they have it and learn how to work through it. Um, And especially since 2020, because I've been on board with with Final Frontier just since 2020. So, I mean, I can't even imagine how it would compare to free, but I don't think I even need to to know how much how many more people have that or at least are identifying it now. So we can't ignore that. And I tell all of my students, there's more to this than just content. You have to take care of yourself and you have to identify those other struggles and barriers that you have aside from you're not just dumb or you don't retain things. That's not true. It's that you have barriers and you have issues that you that need to be addressed. We can't ignore these things.
1: Yeah. And it's not just students, right? Once they become clinicians, I mean, again, go back to 2020 healthcare, was they were burnt out. Just in general, every healthcare provider, it didn't matter who you were, where you were working, 2020 was was brutal, right? And obviously you can't prepare or plan for a pandemic, right? That's just something that you know comes along once, hopefully, in a in a generation or, or a lifetime. But at the same time, you can prepare for the fact that there are certain scenarios and worst case scenarios that we can prepare for and prep for and try to get ourselves mentally tougher, stronger, you know, not even stronger, but able to cope better, you know, with those certain situations, like you said, watching, you know, patients pass away, you know, I've worked home health, I've worked sniff, I've worked, uh, you know, acute care, I've done a lot of things, I've done outpatient, I've done them all, but I've seen patients pass away before, you know, and that's, that's tough. It's something that you don't recognize all the time when you're going through healthcare is that sometimes... Patients aren't going to make it, you know, and, and that right. can be tough. You know, you think you want to help people, but some people can't be helped, you know?
2: Yeah. I feel like you've always got to be one step away from the edge. Like you can't be living your life on the edge because I mean, and I'm so glad that I sought therapy and I dealt with some of my issues in 2019 because I took a couple steps back from the ledge before 2020 hit. You yeah. have to always have like some wiggle room. You've got to have somewhere to go so you can step forward and step backwards safely.
1: Yeah. And the wild thing too, is that obviously mental health care now is, is huge and we're needing more and more and more of it, you know, especially post 2020 and there's just not enough providers out there. Right. And so I think, I hope you're going to see our counterparts in OT who were rooted in psychology at the beginning of their career. Like the, when they first, you know, the history of OT kind of came from psychology, whereas PT kind of came from nursing, you know? And so I think you're going to see a lot more OTs kind of helping out with the mental aspect and healthcare. uh, And I hope that's the case because we need it. We just need more mental health helpers, right? Like, you you know, clinicians and doctors and nurses and OTs and anybody who can help with, you know, mental health. Now's the time We're we're definitely, you know, going to need it for sure. Well that thank you for that. that that's that's a good take that I, I had not heard yet. Um so oh, we appreciate good. that.
2: Well, yeah, we took a little bit of a left-hand turn. Yeah, there, that's that's all right. That's
1: why we do the show, yeah. right? That's why we do it. Because yeah, we love to hear too. takes that, you know, fresh takes and just things that uh, you know, brilliant minds like to come up with because uh when we first started this thing, I for sure was not an expert. Uh we just figured we'd have the experts on to talk about their expertise and what mm-hmm. they could fix you know what they felt needed to be fixed so uh we love that Mm -hmm. but tell tell us a little bit about where people can reach out to you and find you if they just have further questions follow up or just want to see what you're up to these days
2: yeah of course uh i'm almost embarrassed to say my email address because the team at final frontier gives me such a hard time about it because it's a yahoo email address and i just learned that that's outdated now yeah um but my email address with final frontier is megan d n p t e f f dot com That's M-E-A-G-A-N-D-N-P-T-E-F-F.com. So that's my personal email address. I am always available to answer any questions. Of course, you can find Final Frontier Frontier at NPTEFF.com. And for any faculty or educators listening out there, NPTEFF.com slash faculty is where you can find more information about our curriculum integration program.
1: Awesome. We'll put all those links in the show notes so you're easy to find thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom, Megan. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Great.
2: Thank you. Pleasure to be here, Scott. Thank you so much.
1: Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott feel here, and we don't do this nearly enough. Uh, I wanted to thank you as an audience for being here, for listening to the shows. Without you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to geek out with uh, over education and learning and teaching and educating. So Thank you for, for being here, for being you know faithful listeners over the years. Uh, also, if possible, we'd love to ask a favor. We don't do this often, but if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps boost our rankings and our algorithm and really just helps get this message out to more people out there in healthcare education who, who may need you know some of the episodes and the experts that we interview. So if you could, like I said, leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you on the next show.